from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict, episode 327. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Blue Apron. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. I'm considering renaming the podcast, Mike. Okay. Sailor Addict. I mean, yeah. that that doesn't quite have the same ring no. to it as Pen Addict. You know, it's more general, but we are we are all in on I the am. Sailor Pens, aren't we? I definitely am. Uh, would you like to know the goings on of this week? I would. I would. I mean, it's at the top of our list, and I put it there for a reason. You got more stuff. Yep. I want to know what it is, especially the purple one. All right. So I got my last two orders from uh, Pensachi. They arrived yesterday. Um, these include, then I'll be links in the show notes for these. The Pro Gear uh, Demonstrator, which is gold trim, but purple mm. body, um, which is really wonderful. And I also got the 150th anniversary port of Kobe uh, stainless steel fountain pen as well. So that that one was a cheaper one. It was a limited edition one. Um, and I think they're both limited edition, but the port of Kobe was for a reason rather than just a color limited, you know? Right, yeah. It was a different model, really. Yeah. So yeah. I've inked up the purple one with KWZ Raspberry, which I think might have been a bad, just a bad choice. <laughs> I don't remember the fact that this ink has a very distinctive smell to it. Mm, some I've of the KWZs really do. don't like it. It smells really sweet. And mm. it's not a nice smell, so I'm probably gonna gonna dump that out within the next day or two. Um, and I filled the port of Kobe with a Roshizuku Konpeki, which has made a triumphant return. I don't have any other pen inked up with Konpeki right now. I kind of mm. forgotten about that beautiful blue, um, and it works perfectly with the blue and white of the port of Kobe. Um, that one is an interesting one to me. This this port of Kobe doesn't feel like any of my other uh, pro gears. It does feel like a cheaper pen. It is a cheaper mm-hmm. pen. It feels like a cheaper yeah. pen. Um, it's the Lacool model, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it looks enough like a pro gear, right? Like it f- follows a lot of the same um, design cues, but it is, you know, the, the nib is stainless steel, and but it works fantastic. It's one of my favorites, honestly, one of my favorite stainless steel nibs that I've ever used. Um, mm-hmm. But there's things like uh, the threads aren't as nice on the cap. Like it just gotcha. doesn't have, it's not as smooth and it doesn't have the pronounced gold band, um, but it does have a really cool, um, what is the, what is the wheel on a boat called what is that called yeah we've done this before we've done this before and haven't we yeah we did not get a clear answer we basically just think it's the the steering wheel so the the but wooden this got to have a ship's real name wheel just ship's wheel the ship's wheel <laughs> ship's icon wheel. on the top is fun because uh it kind of contrasts the anchors that are on top of all my pro gears right um, so yeah i again super happy need to change that ink out desperately i think but super mm. happy with these that purple pro gear Oh boy, I, that was the one yeah. that I originally fell in love with and made the original Pensachi order that got cancelled. It was this one, the purple and purple and gold. That is strong. This is the uh, Lakers pen. Look at me. I know I get references. <laughs> um, it is, but yeah, I don't have any demonstrators of any Pro Gear demonstrators, and this is a great color to add to my collection. I have also been rearranging my pen storage. I reckon by the end of the year, I will have an entire block of 12 pens, which are just sailor pens. 
Nice. Ooh, I didn't I'm realize a- that was your first demonstrator. Yeah, well, the rest now that I, I think have about a it. solid color. Interesting. So is the purple the best of all the sailors or the best of all the sailors? I don't know if I could pick a best one right now, honestly. I, I that that mm. purple one is very high for me, but it's really hard for for me to not absolutely love the fifth an- fifth anniversary bung box. Like yeah, yeah, the gold with like the metal black. I think that might be my very very favorite. But this yeah, purple yeah. one is super close up there with like the pink love or whatever you know. So I am very cautious when I go into buying a gold trim pin, right? It's like not normally my thing, but it's more just the traditional black and gold. Like I feel like that's been done. But when you do it with purple or orange or green or brown, those shades with gold trim always look spectacular. And this looks the most spectacular of them all, Mike. I'm jealous. This one one looks great. Yep. Yes, very excited. So that brings us to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the next one in your list, did you see the Key Lime launch? Yep, for I, I guess this is, is this called US Limited Edition or North America Limited Edition? I think they did oh. it North America is how they worded it last year when they did, I think it was Fresca was North America or, or was it the gray one? I, I forget. So anyway, this is the, uh, the, the pin for this side of the world as opposed to like all the Japanese Limited Editions. We get the Key Lime kind of like the Tangerine was... Uh, I guess as well. So what do you think about this one? Are you, is this one on the way yet? I need to see this. Mm -hmm. I don't know about the color. I don't know if key lime is vivid enough in color for me. Like I want a color, which is like the tangerine was right. Right. Which is like this wild color. And I've seen some pictures seem to make it look brighter than others. So it's a bit difficult right now. So I would even need to see it. Oh, I have somebody explain to me, like, how mm-hmm. does this color look? Yeah. Yeah. So I, th- here's my problem with this one is that it's going to match and like go along with the tangerine pen very nicely. So I'm going to have a hard time. Not, no matter what I say about getting this pen, I'll probably end up with one because it pairs so well with the tangerine in color. Is, if it, if color it is vivid, if the color is vivid, right, then mm-hmm. I will 100% want one of these, like without a shadow yeah. of a doubt. So there's Glenn in the chat room saying, I'll buy it in Toronto. If they have it in Toronto and I like the look of it, then yeah, this probably will be a Toronto purchase because I yeah, cannot I've already be got a shopping stopped. list. My God, what is wrong with me? <laughs> oh gosh well just just wait till they hear what we ordered <laughs> Shh, don't tell anyone we have a surprise for sometime in the next couple of weeks we did something uh we did something but i can't be stopped it's i have a real sickness right now i i'm absolutely addicted to these beautiful pens with their anchors on them i can't yeah i'm i love them so much I've, i don't think i've ever had an affinity for a brand like I do for Sailor, like, look, I love me some Retro 51, right? But my Retro sure. 51 purchases, they feel a little bit more sensible in mm-hmm. a way. Like, I found a brand that I really loved that had lots of variants, but they were like 25 or $30 pens, right? Right. But right. this this feeling I have for Sailor, it's like completely bucking with any kind of sense, Right, right. I can't stop yes. myself buying these two hundred dollar pens. I can't. It's it's wild. Yep, yep. But they're so good well, though. So that's the problem. It's like 
they 100% back up the price every single time. Yeah, that that's <sighs> the kicker, right? Like it's been worth it to you to mm-hmm. to purchase them because you enjoy them so much and they live up to everything that you wanted and you feel like you're getting a good good bang for the buck. Yep. Yep. So uh I participated in this in this upcoming uh thing that we did. Well uh we're we're just gonna keep teasing that until mm-hmm. Mike's arrives. But uh needless to say they have crossed my hands so far. Hey, we both did something. It's not just me this time. Yes, yes. I Mike roped me in, even though it was my fault. Speaking of roping, Mike, I'm going to be roping some cow pokes there wow. in Dallas next week. Painful. I think that was an inaccurate statement. I don't think I used those words properly. Yeah. But anyway, I'm going to be in Dallas, Texas. Yeehaw. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, next, uh, this week, mm-hmm. this week, tomorrow, I leave tomorrow. I am beyond excited to get to this show. I don't know why. Like, I've never been to Dallas, to the Dallas Penn Show. Um, I have heard lots of great things about it i have not been to a pin show for a couple of months so i want to go i'm bringing knock i will have the knock table there and to note anyone who's never been to a pin show and is coming to dallas for the first time it's a friday and saturday only show which a couple years ago i was like well i don't know that i want to commit to just a show where i can just only do two days worth of work. If I'm going to commit to the travel, I'd like to get three days worth of work in. I think we're going to be so slammed on these two days. At least I'm hoping that way. We'll see. I could be making these things up uh, as in my head as I go along. But like the show goes from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Friday. Like I'm going to be a dead man walking by the time 8.01 happens. And then we're like nine to five on Saturday. And then it's done. Like that's it. It's like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am in this show and I'm kind of excited to see how that goes business wise, exhaustion wise, uh, trip wise, but I couldn't be more excited about getting to this show. So are you bringing anything different? Like how much stuff are you taking with you? Yeah, that's the thing. I'm trying to figure that out. Like we're bringing like what we'd bring to a normal show. Like DC, we made sure to like super overpack, right? Other than that, I'm just bringing like what I would consider like a normal show. Like if I was going to Baltimore or Chicago or, you know, anywhere else that I have to travel to, um, to bring. So I'm interested to see, got some, got a new bag to, to carry the cases in. Cause our last one has been destroyed over this year. Um, it's a little bit smaller bag. So I had to pack a little bit tighter. So we'll see what the quantities are that I came up with and if they're correct by the end of the show. Cause I don't, I mean, who knows how this is going to go for us, but I just keep hearing positive things. And the show promoters did this thing where they actually communicated yeah. <laughs> Mike with the vendors. I got an email from them. I don't know, a few days ago with one, 11 bullet points, numbered details. Like if, when you arrive on Thursday, go to the Ebony Room to pick up your packet with name, tab, and table assignment. If you do not arrive until Friday morning, you can pick this up at the welcome desk outside the Cypress Room where the show is held. On and on and on details. Hallelujah. <laughs> can I just say thank you to the Dallas show promoters who I don't even know. Um, I hope to meet them. But like they have all the hours, all the details. There will be an order form for ordering lunch at your table on Friday and Saturday. Um, you know, the Garden Terrace 
will have a security guard present at night from Friday from 9 p.m. until 8 a.m. The room will be locked. The other room will be locked. So just All on and on and on and on. super basic, but this is just not stuff that you get at other shows, right? It's shocking yeah. when you get this, and it should be the norm. Like, this should not be a bullet point in our show notes, right? This It shouldn't be a thing that we're excited about this. But I am excited about this because I don't have to walk you know walk down to the ballroom areas and go what do i do now mm-hmm. like they had they've already given me all the d- instructions to make it chill make it calm make it a good experience and if the the promoters are are this much on point i expect the rest of the show to be uh really really good so can't wait if you're in dallas come see me i'll be there all day friday and uh, all day saturday and um according to the email that i got i cannot leave early mike i need to be there the entirety of the open hours, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Hey, let's do it. That's what you. That's what you're all about, man. That's right. If there's people there buying, I'm there selling. Yep. Hashtag businessing. Business Brad. Mm-hmm. Talking about business, Brad. Let's take our first break. Let's. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Penn Chalet. Penn Chalet sells everything that you're looking for, prices you want with the satisfaction that you desire. That is what they're all about over at Penn Chalet. They have everything you're looking for, from rollerballs and fountain pens to pen cases and ink. They have it all. They do great special discounts twice a month. They have closeout specials every two weeks. Penn Chalet are always adding new style of pens. Whenever I see a new fancy pen come out, Penn Chalet have always got it. Like that key line we were talking about, you can pre-order at Penn Chalet right now. When the Retro 51s came out, Penn Chalet had them. They do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the United States, and they sell internationally as well, and they have great shipping rates for that and i've experienced that many times they, they they ship to me quickly and securely i love it pen chalet has low prices and high quality pens and they offer a 100 percent satisfaction guarantee so go to penchalet.com right now p-e-n-c-h-a-l-e-t.com click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password pen addict this way you'll get your hands on this week's special offer and to get the code that you need to save 10 percent on anything at pen chalet so brad i understand ron told me he said we have a wide array of special products this week would you agree with ron's assessment it's like all the things so one of the things that you'll know about notice about from other sites is that if they have a special offer page they'll put like something awesome at the top to like catch your eye and then the rest is kind of like well let's sneak this stuff in here uh because we don't really you know, we kind of want to get rid of it. What Ron does is continually sneaks awesome stuff into the more you scroll down the page, the more awesomer it gets a lot of times. Like you find these things, these buried treasures hidden in there. Like he's leading off with the uh, uh, an awesome deal on Mike's favorite KWZ inks, which mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of. Uh, Mike, not so much, but I love my KWZ inks. The Fisher Space Pen Infinium, which I have not broken down and bought in bought but i want really badly it's like the titanium barrel fisher space pen and i'm a fisher space pen fan the aurora optima flex which is on sale which you don't normally see whoa that is a price yeah that's like quite a price and then you like he sneaks in like the metallic vanishing points down here the platinum 3776 it's just like he's ron's a sneaky guy and in Mm -hmm. the best way possible right like he he's always got the good deals on the pen Attic show page and you should always go check it out and scroll down the entire thing because yep. he's uh dropping some bombs in there for you 
So that's penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T. Click that podcast link at the top of the website to get your hands on these offers. Thank you so much to Pen Chalet for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. All right, so we got a big... This, this was a big list of topics, but I wanted to make sure, Mike, that we got this in. Our good buddy Jim Rouse, who passed away earlier this year, Franklin Kristoff has the remainder of the special nib grind that Jim did called the SIG grind. Um, what was it called? The soft italic gradient? Stub italic gradient? Something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Anyway, it's an awesome nib grind. And there's... Where's the number? There was like 60 of one type of nib and of the steel nibs, and there were some gold nibs. Anyway, so Franklin Kristoff pulled all these nib grinds that Jim did into a collection. They are going to raffle off the opportunity to buy these nibs with all of the proceeds to the raffle and the sales of the nibs going to funds for Jim's grandkids uh, education. So we have the link in the show notes. It's $10 per ticket. Um, So you put your, you put in however many you want to buy into your shopping cart and make the purchase. And then they will draw names to, uh, to buy these nibs uh, or to, yeah, to buy these nibs. So, it's just a really cool thing to do for Jim's family uh, in memory of Jim. And, uh, you know, if you're wanting to get one of these great nibs, you should also try to do it too. So it's very cool. We'll have the link in the show notes to go check out all the details, what nib sizes they have available and all the other details. So get on that. Now that was, that was a nice segment, Mike. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm about to have a a not nice segment and this Uh is on me. This is on me. So <laughs> the well, it's on it's on YouTube because your name's your name's on it. The Pin Attic Kickstarter, Mike. We had a problem with the remaining Tallulah cases. There's about 150 cases left to ship. And I've been waiting on those for a couple of weeks from our manufacturer. And I got an email saying we found a problem in the manufacture of the cases. Like all the cases were made, they were done. They were going through quality control. And I'd been told that twice. I was like, well, what's the delay? That usually takes like a day or two, right? Just to finalize the cases, clean them up, audit them, make sure everything looks good. Well, they found a wrong measurement in this batch of cases. How that happens boggles my mind because these measurements are fixed. You've sent me 400 of them that were perfect. Why are 150 of them not perfect? And it was it boiled down to the hem measurement, which is where the pocket, the pin pocket is, and the card pocket is. That stitch below the bottom of the pocket was too wide, so they failed inspection. The only good thing is they failed inspection before they arrived to me, right? Like they they caught them, which okay, fine, I appreciate that, but I was not happy, Mike. So I, I put a link in the show notes. I wasn't even going to mention it. <laughs> but um, are you are you familiar with Retsuko, the the panda, the the cartoon? Yeah, it's from the Hello Kitty company. Yeah, Sanrio. So uh, Retsuko has a, I don't know, a bit of a drudgery day job. And she gets annoyed at work. And then goes she takes metal. it out at night. She goes full metal into Agretsuko. I feel like her, like she goes to karaoke and, and like rages 
every <laughs> night. It's like, I need to go to karaoke and rage <laughs> over some of the manufacturing stuff that we deal with. So I apologize to our backers who have not received their Tallulah pin case yet. It sucks. There's no no bones about it. I'm not going to mince words. It It's like this should have been done in August. We're going to be, you know, hopefully in October going to be done. And that's just not acceptable to me. And it's frustrating. And I don't know. I just, I try to keep it uh, as open and honest as possible when we do these projects. And sometimes that's bad news, right? It's just, I'm not going to, I'm not just going to blow this off. I'm going to let you know that sometimes things go badly and this is one of those cases where some people have received goods and some people have not and um, that's not a good experience for those people who have not received their products yet and I apologize for that so we're working on getting them fixed I'll, I don't know the shipping dates yet but obviously it's like a fire drill now to get these get these done so we're working on it and I will put out an update once we get these in and get it shipped because that should fulfill the project completely once we have these cases in all right it's the best we can do right yeah, you're trying. You're yeah. getting up front, and everyone knows by now that these things happen. Yeah, but they just seem to happen to us a lot. Like <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> it's like we we plan for bad things to happen. Like I have planning in place for delays, so I have to plan for that like a hundred percent of the time now, which is frustrating. All right, that's enough of that, Mike. Let's get on to something that launched this week that I cannot wait to talk to you about because I have no idea what you're going to think about the Field Notes in Papers edition. So, in the past, we've played a game on the new Field Notes launch day. Every quarter, I'll guess what you think about this edition, and you'll guess what I think about this edition, right? And I'd say mostly we're, you know, we know what the other one's going to say, for the most part. I'm not sure about this one. So do you want me to go first on what I think you're going to say? Yeah, I want you to go first. Because I still haven't come up with an answer <laughs> what I think you're going to say. I think you're going to like it, not love it. You probably don't want some more of it. But I think once you get it, I think you will really enjoy it, even though the format's different. Um, I think this is solidly middle ground for you okay so i would say for you that you're a big fan of the inside um and the binding and all that kind of stuff um and that you really like this format like this kind of like long pocket format i don't imagine that you either will buy a bunch of these and that you are probably also in the in the like category am i right I think you might be a little light, but generally right. Okay. Am I right? By and large, yeah, you are, yeah. This yeah. is like an interesting... This is like the, the minimum that I want, right? Like if in, in a Field Notes edition, you know, because there's usually one in a year which I, which I don't like, and I think that they have not done that this time. I think that mm. this... This year, this past year of editions, um, so we're looking at like spring, summer, fall, right? Would that be so right? So that's, uh, it's Coastal, the space one, what's it called? Yep, 
Three missions and uh, end papers. Three missions and end papers. So, so coastal, they have, three missions. So, so far, they've, it's like a three for three on stuff that I like. Now, I will say that last, well, last time, they last year's wasn't as hot for me, right? So, like, mm-hmm. uh, what, Utility, Campfire, Dime Novel, and Resolution. I liked Utility and Dime Novel. Wasn't a huge fan of Campfire or Resolution. So, mm-hmm. this year has been a more successful year for me. So, uh, this is like, you kind of hit it, right? Where it's like, I think these are really nice and I could maybe use something out of it, but this is not the format that I really am too massively keen on. The video, though, mm. is one of my favorite videos they ever made. It's absolutely yeah. stunning. And I'm excited to see the inside prints. And I, th- and I love the um, the way that they kind of embossed on the side. I think all that stuff really nice. I think this is going to be like a really nice book. But this isn't one mm-hmm. that I'm going wild for. And honestly, I think that that's how they're setting this up of like, this is a really nice one, but we don't necessarily think that it's going to go berserk. Mm-hmm. So this is the best year so far of Field Notes, in my opinion. I think so you're right. Coastal, yep. Coastal was the technical edition, right? They used their technical skills to do something different with the covers and with the stamping and the continuation of the design going throughout the process of, you know, building like a very probably tough design to make the three missions was the Americana release, right? The retro release, you know, your campfires, your uh, national crops, you know, tradesmen, the throwback edition, and then this one, the um, uh, end, end pages, is the process edition, right? They are huge on printing processes and techniques. So this is the process and technique edition. And I love it. Like, I, I just, I think it's fantastic. I don't know that I'm going to necessarily use it because it's lined, but that doesn't take away from what they've done design wise and the way it fits in with the rest of the additions throughout this year. I love the format of it. The, the tall skinny format three and a half by seven. So same width, a uh, taller page. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to do really well. I I've pinned this down as the Shelterwood edition uh, this year where Shelterwood was hugely popular for some people and took forever to sell out. It's like the um it's kind of like the underdog that everyone always praised, like the Shelterwood. I think that's going to be the case with this one where Coastal is like an eye popper, you know, like you see that and you're like, "Whoa, look at this case or look at this uh notebook." And Three Missions is like, "Oh man, this is a throwback. Look how cool space stuff and I can make space capsules and then this is just like a love story to the process, right? And these don't always sell the best, but I think they get a lot of respect for what they are, and I think that's what's going to happen here. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm 100% in agreement with you, especially on the the point that you made at the beginning, which is saying this is probably the best year ever. Like it has mm-hmm. been the most consistent year. I mean, like we're putting a lot of pressure on them now because they got one more to go. Uh, mm-hmm. But so far, like they've done a really great job of interesting processes, hitting right in their sweet spot, 
um, and do in different formats. I, I do believe at this point that it is really important for them to break the format at least once a year. Um, yes. I think that because I think that that is really interesting. It shows growth um, in their mm-hmm. process and in their confidence. And mm-hmm. I think it also helps bring new customers in because they might see something they hadn't seen before. So I think that they're doing the right thing. And I think that the end papers edition is really cool because again, it's like a format that they've never done before. And I might really right. like it. Like it might, I might arrive. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect for X, right? Like I'm, as I'm looking right. at it now, like maybe that would be really good for a backpack. Like it would go in like a big, right. like a side pocket in a backpack quite nicely. Like I'm sure that there are a bunch of different um, uses for it, but you know, as you said, it didn't blow my mind, but I don't dislike it by any stretch. Right. I did right. want to notice so, a thing that had uh, come by my way a few times over the last week. There is like a, a Dita Rams uh, exhibition happening yeah, right now because yeah. there's this movie. There's a there's a documentary movie. Um, and there is a uh, Field Notes Rams edition that's available at this mm-hmm. screening somewhere. I'm not 100% sure where it is, in all honesty, but I keep seeing Instagram posts of it. So, uh, yeah, just it, that's just like a hitting a sweet spot for a bunch of people, I bet. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've seen those around Twitter. I'm not going to go out of my way to order them if for some reason I need to order something from Field Notes, which I think I'm pretty covered up right now. Like, I might throw in a pack or something, but, like, I'm not, I'm not going out of my way to get those. It, and they look great, though, But I, and I love the, the, the basic design. I just – one more comment – on just the field notes as a whole, I'm glad they raised their prices because we wouldn't be getting the things we've got this year if yep, they didn't. I agree. With so you. that's when I I I understand price increases. Oh, you could just buy these Rams ones. I didn't see that. I've just yeah. been seeing Instagram yeah. posts, like as if you could no, they're just on pick the page. them up at a, a place. But no, you can buy them from their website. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I the it was just my point of like not. There's reasons, you know, businesses have to raise prices. There's lots of different reasons. Field Notes, I think, has lived up to that price increase in the past year or more that they've done that um, by by putting it into these additions that we're getting now. Like, this is the most consistent, like, high-end wow additions yep. that we're getting. Yep. And it's and they still feel underpriced to me. Yep. So that's just my that's my personal perspective. I don't it's know that good, everyone would agree with yes. that, but I totally so. agree, right? It's like you can see it. You can see where the money's going. Like it's not just that they right. raise prices. Like you can look at these additions and see where the money went. And so right. like you know like three missions there's there's no way that that was just like a simple 1295 like that the, there's just no oh, way yeah. you know what i mean like even even in that price range it looks to me like they are kind of moving their margins around you know like it's like right. okay we're gonna make this much yes. on this one and this much on this one and this much on this one and i think that that's really cool because they are a company of creativity right like and it's like it's this is like a lot of how i see what i do which is like Sometimes you want to do something just because you want to do it, right? Like you have a mm-hmm. thing you want to do and you want to do it because it feels right. Like Or like I will do this thing because it allows me to express myself creatively. But at the same time, I also need to make a living. But I'm not right. interested in making the most money I can. I'm interested in making enough money to allow me to continue to do things creatively. And I think this is one of the reasons I feel such a kinship to Field Notes is from the outside, 
it believe like I believe that that is how they look at things too. It's like we, they are right. a company that needs to make money because they have employees and need to pay them because people need to live. But they could make a lot more money in other ways, but they constantly push it and do things differently. Like, you know, they could set up a machine and do like a bunch of different interesting foil colors and have that as an entire year, like four different ones over a year to be cheaper for them because they've set up this machine. But instead, yep. they like have new processes and new inks and new everything every single time. And that's mm-hmm. just going to be more expensive. But it just feels like that they, that that's how they like to be. Yep, 100%. Couldn't agree more. So that's why we love them. Yep. Another new product launched this week, the Blackwing Volumes 33 and a third edition. Love the name. I was very excited for this edition, and it was a massive letdown. So I'm just going to cut right to the chase. I'm not going to make you to make you think make you guess what I think about them because you don't you don't have the full the Blackwing uh, passion that I do with them. Um, this this is not a good release for them. So the 33 um, and third. I, I don't want to beat you, around the bush. <laughs> it's it's referring to vinyl vinyl records. Yes. So the vinyl record uh, speed right mm-hmm. speed speed that they play. So a little bit of history on this uh the volumes as a whole so the what they did with this this is an all black pencil and this is their second all black pencil so you cannot discuss the 33 and a third edition without relating it to the 24 edition which was the steinbeck edition which was an all black pen pencil and there's not enough difference in this one. Actually, there is enough difference to make this one worse than the 24 edition for me in that like the lead is so the 24 introduced the extra firm core, which was a brand new core for them. This has the standard black wing core. This is the balanced core. Um, so the one that comes in the black pencil, uh, that's their stock pencil. So there's another black pencil for you. But there's nothing about this design that's impressive to me. I think they've they kind of dropped the ball on this one. It's too close to something they've released too soon, too recently ago. And it's not special enough to separate itself from that. And you set yourself up to be compared to something you just did, you know, like within the past couple of years. And <laughs> it's just it didn't deliver on the story of the 33 and a third. So it's supposed to represent the black vinyl. The best thing about this was the subscribers got a pelletized bottle of a vinyl record. Yeah. It's got a record and a bottle. That's really cool. So the pellets that you need that you melt down to make an LP, they got a jar of those. And that's really fun. That put a huge smile on my face. You know, like I love the little tchotchke things like that. So that's awesome. I I love that. I'm not going to use these pencils. I guess, like, for me, I just think... Because the way that they tried to make it look like a record is by printing these, like, thick lines around it, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's what they're going for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't seem to me like what I would want. Like, I would want a pencil with a really thin texture the whole way Mm -hmm. down, which looks like a record. This doesn't. Yeah, so that's exactly what I was going to say. This is a design failure. If you're going to do these ridges, I'm going to have them sharpened off... Yeah. in you know and four or five thin. sharpenings 
and then it's going to be a black pencil. Yeah. This needs to, if you're going to do the entirety of a record, it should go from the ferrule to the tip of the pencil the entire way. Yeah. I, I'm very confused at this. You know, this honestly feels like that, that when I look at this, I mean, and the only way I can see this logically is they had an idea that they couldn't execute, yep. but they right. had already kind of set the wheels in motion. So they yep. went with something different. Agree completely. And we've talked about this. Field Notes has been caught with their pants down before, mm-hmm. right? This is the emergency fill-in edition when you're when your crazy, technically challenging edition doesn't well, I mean, deliver I, in time. Honestly, I was thinking that like they wanted to do something different to make a vinyl record mm-hmm. edition. Yeah. Right. But like that idea fell through. So they just mm-hmm. printed ink on the black pencil. Yeah. I think at a minimum I need a continuous I need a continuous line or continuous grooves throughout the entire barrel. I need it to be something that's going to separate it from me wanting to choose the 24 every time over this pencil. I have no reason to pick up this pencil, and that's what I want in a product. I want a reason to use the product, and I didn't get that this time with the volumes. Like It's going to sell extremely well because it's all black. It's going to sell extremely well because they didn't have many subscribers when the 24 dropped. That was like the second or third release, I think. It might have been number two. So a lot of people didn't get the 24. So this is going to kill. I mean, they'll sell straight out of this. I mean, it's black. Everything, Anything black sells. But from someone who's been a volume subscriber since the beginning, this is just an extraordinary letdown of a product for me. So there you have it. Like, it's perfectly fine. I will never use it. I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like, there's so many things could have been done differently with this product. Um, So... That's that. And it will sell out completely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of it's because it's pre-sold as well, right? So, like, people are just going to yeah. get it. But, yeah, it probably will. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Apron. Skip meal planning and get straight to cooking with Blue Apron because they will deliver to you fresh, pre-portioned ingredients with step-by-step recipes, and that will arrive right to your door. Blue Apron offer 12 new recipes each week, and you can choose two, three, or four recipes based on what best fits your schedule, your needs, and your family. Let Blue Apron do the meal prep for you, making back to school easier than ever as you'll be able to cook incredible meals in the evening in less than 20 minutes. They're going to be super fast. They have a bunch of these for you, so like you can go in and get some quick meals so you can still have good fresh food every day, but it's not going to take up a ton of time. The Blue Apron menu changes every week based on what's in season. You can check out their menu for chef-designed recipes and exciting partnerships like Bob's Burgers and Whole30 approved recipes. Right now, you can cook stuff like crispy chicken tenders and mashed potatoes with butter lettuce and ranch dressing or pasta and creamy tomatoes pasta and creamy tomato sauce with summer vegetables as well. Look, the great thing about Blue Apron is that you're getting great food and you're getting some skills. So you're going to be eating great food every day, but you're also going to be learning some cooking skills. Trust me, this is super awesome. I love to cook and my love to cooking is because of this type of stuff, right? Because you get these things, you get these boxes sent to your home. They've got ingredients in them that might be new to you and you learn how to prepare them. And if you do it enough, you're going to learn these skills that you can just apply to whenever you want to stand in front of the stove. It's really awesome. Check out this week's menu and get three meals for free at blueapron.com slash penaddict. That is blueapron.com slash pet addict to get your first three meals for free. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Uh, thanks to Blue Apron for their support of this show. So my t- son, Tyler, needs to be the uh, the Blue, Ape- Blue Apron spokesman for this uh, show. I'm having tough tough time with words. You got me up an hour early, Mike. But uh, Ty- Tyler is always wanting <laughs> Blue Apron. When are we having Blue Apron? 
He's like, he doesn't even care what it is. He just knows when I make something from it, he likes it. So that's a a pretty high praise. As a parent, I'm sure that that is quite a good thing to have, right? Like, oh, Mm -hmm. he will eat this. Brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I got a... um, a new another Kickstarter I wanted to put in the show notes because I've got a couple of emails on it and I feel like I should have some one mention of it and two some disclosure of it. Um, so this is the box too. So this pen came out. The first one came out. I don't know. It's been a couple of years. Where it was a metal barrel for the big stick ballpoint, which I love taking like the classic pens, especially good ones like the the big ballpoints are always good. And making a metal barrel for them and making it reasonably priced. I think the first one was like $10 or something like that um, or $12. This is the new upgraded um, aluminum barrel, anodized colors, different grips, and etched on the barrel edition of the box. So it's the box two. And this is the same guy. That this is Brian Conti that does the spoke pencil that I speak so highly of, Mike. You know that one that uh, that pencil that I love, the one that I have I right it, here uh, in my hand. Yep, yep. So this is the same guy, huh? And and Brian and I are working on a project together for something else. So I wanted to throw all that out there. That one, I have a bunch of these box pencils on my desk because pens. me and Brian, uh, pens. <laughs> I, like I said, bad words today. That uh, Brian and I had lunch together a couple weeks ago, handed off some box pens to me, which they're fantastic sitting on my desk right now. I need to get, I want to see if he can do some orange pen attic ones. That would be kind of cool, you know, maybe down the line, do a special run. Uh, Plus these only, like you could buy three of them for 27 bucks and you get the, the, you know, a really, really neat upgrade. If you're stuck with Bix at work, you can sneak one of these in and uh, get a real fancy upgrade. So wanted to throw that out there and also disclose that I am working with Brian on a project. So take those words uh, for what you will. Let me just say it in that I don't understand this. I don't get it. I don't get it. The box? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't so make like sense the, to me. the first one, it went really well and he just wanted to try to, to upgrade it a little bit more and make it more specific. He's kind of like targeting yeah. artists more than like office workers, if you will. So like a lot of artists use big pens for art. So that's kind of the thing. All for right. That, so I can, I can get that. You know, I actually think it is because uh, it, it has a lot of um, showing different like ways of customizing it and buying them in bulk or whatever mm-hmm. like i get it for that this would be like a fun yes. little gift for an office thing because yeah. it's kind as of opposed silly. to a kickstarter yeah but i i don't yeah. understand this as like an individual like wanting to buy an aluminium barrel to put around a big pen like, it just seems <laughs> yep. strange to me like that anyone would really care about the big pen enough like on mass right but I mean, right. he's met his funding goal, so like more power to him. Like if people clearly want it, so make it. Yep. But it it's just something that doesn't make sense to me because I have literally no affinity for the what goes inside of this pen. Exactly. You would have to be some form of frequent Bic user to even consider something like this, for sure. Yeah. You wouldn't say, oh, I love pens, let me try this, most likely, right? Yeah, but then, yeah it's just, it's, it's very specific because... You've got to love the Bic enough, and you've got to love it more than wanting literally anything else. It just seems strange. Right. It, like it's strange to me, but could be a fun little 
uh, gift, like a businessy thing. I get exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. But I do love my spoke Big. pencil. I know. I love that thing. It's on my desk so. all the time. Same here. Same here. Such a good pencil. Oh, and he did. I think he launched like the Spoke 5. Like that's just on the yeah, website. Um, I just saw that. A, very nice, actually. Very, yeah. very nice. Yeah. All right. Shall we ask TPA, Michael? Most definitely. We got some good questions this week, as always. And if you need to get us, just hit us up on Twitter with the hashtag AskTPA. Send me an email, hello at penaddict.com. Write me a letter. We'll have the uh, the address uh, in the links here for you. But this week, we have YLAM asking, I love pens like the Pigma Micron, but love to have a nicer body that I can refill. See, Mike, there are people that want fancy barrels for their basic pens. Are there any plastic tip refills, body combos you would recommend? Thanks. So not for the Micron. The issue is those are not refillable. And what you need for a good barrel is to have a refill to insert it into. So the Micron, I don't even think they make things like the Sherpas that go over the Sharpies, things like that. The best option is to switch brands and go to the Copic Multiliner SP, which is an aluminum barrel. It's very nice. It's refillable. It's tip replaceable. But I've never seen anything for the Microns, which I'm a huge Micron fan and I'm a huge art and drawing pen fan. I've never seen a replacement barrel for those because they don't use refills that can easily be, you know, manufactured around, if you will. So Copic's the only one I know that does that. And uh, they're expensive. So, and you pay the price for them. Like the, the Copic Multiliner SPs are like around 8 or $9 a pen but they're made to be refilled where the microns are around two fifty or $3 a pen and they're made to be disposed of. So that's pretty much the only option. If there is something out there for the microns or other pens like that, I would love to know because it's a great pen. So Mike, I thought of you when I saw this question. Okay. So Catherine P says, this is a, let me read through this email. We're, we're basically going to help her pick out a pen. So right. she says, my pen choices for the day. And she sent a link to us on Twitter, which we'll put in the show notes. She's a doctor and she has a wonderful pocket full of pens. I see two sailors. I see a Mont Blanc and I see the uh, Caron Dash 849 looks like the Nespresso one. So she says, um, my pen choices for the day, what pens and inks, do you recommend for use on copy paper that do well in my pocket? Bonus if they go with our colors of blue and green. I like sailor nibs, but I want to make sure I'm not missing out on the perfect doctor pen. My white coat has ample space, but often can have many other things. So want a pretty scuff resistant pen if possible. Finer nib because of the paper. And then she has her logo, which she also sent out here, which is really pretty like blues and greens and, and uh, darker blues, like a navy or oceany blue which might lead to my answer there. Um, so let's see. So I want to find the perfect fountain pen. Silver trim is better because my stethoscope is green and silver. Another one of those workplace pen questions, Mike. So can we help Catherine out here? Like I, the first thing I thought of before I saw the pocket full of pens was one that was in the po- <laughs> the pocket full of pens, which was the sailor fresca. But I have another choice. Do you have any idea? Uh, to match those exact colors, I don't think I'm necessarily going to have much of a better shot than you. I mean, yeah, I'm sure like the that- frescas was is in her pocket right now. Yeah, and what I would have picked if I didn't see 
what was in the pocket already. The Sailor Ocean is going to fit in there perfectly, and it's a pro gear, and she already has those. I don't know that you're going to find a better match than what Sailor's doing right now with some of their colors. Like the Fresca you've nailed, I think the Ocean is a perfect match, and it's still available. And It's kind of like... uh, like if you kind of uh, mashed up all three of the colors in the logo, I think it probably comes out into that ocean green color. So I think those are really, really nice. Um, you know, other than that, like I think you've done such a good job. It's really hard to do better than what you've done on that unless you want to go with like a ballpoint or something like that, which you have the Caron Dash, looks like the Nespresso in that colorway which looks like another perfect match. So I don't know, Catherine, you've kind of nailed it. I think you actually need to be the one that answers all of our questions about the workplace uh, matching the pin, because I really think you've got it down. But uh, about the only other one I'd look at is the, the Proger ocean. And I'm not sure that's going to be different enough from what you have to, to do much better. If I think anything else, I'll let you know. But um, you know, I couldn't get my, my head off the Fresca and, you already have that, and that's kind of the perfect pen. So, there yeah, you go. Like, maybe I'm, look at like I'm, a hard fine nib. Yeah, you know, would be the only option. Yeah, yeah. You like you could get even in this in if you could just get a new nib for the sailor. Like you, you can if what you need is a finer, harder nib. Like Japan can help you, right? Like they have those. <laughs> like definitely. Listen to you. Japan can help you. It's that true. is my life story. Like if you want yeah. a fine nib, like Sailor they have got those, right? Like you can get yeah. those and it's a Japanese nib that you're going to want. So maybe maybe you need a different nib for uh your current 1911, but color-wise like that's perfecto. Yeah, like I'd love to tell you the Pilot Custom 912 with the PO nib, but it's a black pen with rhodium trim. It's mm-hmm. a stunner. It's beautiful, but it's not colorful it's basic you know it's got a it's got an off the charts nib for writing on you know basic paper and prescription pads and things like that but as far as style goes it's really lacking so you know i i would actually probably stick with the the sailors over some of the like the platinum 3776s as well because i think you those hard fine or hard medium sailor nibs would do better for that type of paper than the the platinum's nibs so that's actually that was a tough question tougher than i thought it would be because i think she's got a lot i think she's like 95 percent of the way there right like Mm -hmm. i think i think she's she's on this all right here's a tougher one mike so tbc prw has a few fountain pens but this 10 yen pilot desk pen with an extra fine nib that i picked up in japan is my favorite is there a different pen with this nib and same type of smooth connection point between the barrel and nib i'd like to find one i can carry with me what you need to do is go on ebay and find something called the pilot elite and they have a current elite with a gold nib that's about 125 140 dollars that's the pocketable size of this. But because of the gold nib, the price is very high. You can find a vintage Pilot Elite. I guess the new one's called the E95. Search for the Pilot Elite. And you should find one in like the $40 range with the same nib and style. And it's pocketable. And it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite like mini pens. I don't carry it enough. I have a couple of them sitting in the closet. 
It's super cool. It's exactly what you're looking for. So do a search for the Pilot Elite, and uh, you should come up with something. And don't rush to buy the first one you see. They're not. They're they're a fairly common pin, even though they're not currently made anymore. You should be able to find one pretty easily. I see them. I see them uh, with regularity and uh, don't overpay for one. You know, I'm thinking like 40 bucks. I haven't looked at them in a while, but I didn't pay very much for mine. All right. We got an email in from Josh. He loves the show, Mike. We appreciate that, Josh. We love you too. I just got into fountain pens earlier this year. I've gone from a single pilot metropolitan to almost a dozen in six months. I have an ink recommendation question for you though. I've been trying to find an orange ink that I like. Well, you're in the right spot, Josh. Just let me tell you. And works well in Japanese fine and extra fine nibs. I have the Pilot Oroshizuku Fuyugaki, which I like, but is a touch too red. I've also tried Noodler's Apache Sunset, which is way too yellow. Coming out of a fine nib, it doesn't look orange at all. What I'm really looking for is a bright, almost garish orange. Since you're from Georgia, Brad, I'll risk admitting that I'm a Clemson fan, so that's the sort of orange I'm looking for. Hopefully that doesn't get this email deleted. No, I, I respect Clemson. No problem there. I mean, orange and purple, you can't go wrong with Clemson colors. Thanks so much, guys. I think it's pretty much down to two inks for me, and there's lots of other similar ones to these, but it's the Ackerman 16 Orange Bovin and the Mont Blanc Lucky Orange. They're almost identical inks. They are purely orange, meaning that there's no yellows or reds, at least to the naked eye, maybe in the chromatography there is, but they are vibrant. I mean, they are really, really orange. I think they're oranger than Clemson orange and brighter than a basic orange and less yellow than a Sailor Apricot and less red than a Fuyugaki or less brown than Apache Sunset. So... Those are the hottest straight up oranges. You know, there's some diamines that I haven't used, but I, I know like pumpkin, I think get some, um, get some recommendations for just like this really, really hot orange uh, color. But uh, Ackermann 16 and Mont Blanc Lunky Orange are almost interchangeable for me. I actually have better, better luck with the Ackermann than the Mont Blanc. One of the Mont Blancs, uh, cartridges gunked up my pen i was surprised so there you go not fuyugaki fugaki is great but it's not garish <laughs> i was gonna it's say i garish. use a, it's I have an oster it's a good writing oster ink. something suns mm-hmm. maybe orange it's orange sunset mm-hmm. no i have an orange ink of some rubber oster orange which is quite nice but yeah. i don't remember Lamy orange would be nice Lamy orange would be nice if they ever made it. It's yeah. exactly like orange boven though. It's it's those inks are exactly the same in that they're just this really really vibrant crazy orange, like the orangiest yeah. orange inks. So, and that are kind of like a pure orange without any browns or yellows or reds. So, very yeah, cool. Yeah, so there are yeah, there's it's diff- it's it's I never remember the robots the names. Oh, many. I don't either. It's too many. I have a orange which is nice. <laughs> the only one I have is the NG special, which that one always confuses me because I don't know what that means. Fire and I ice, was like I can a, remember. Yes, but that was fire also of ice, like, lake and fire, blue water ice. Yeah, that was also like his first one, though. You yeah. know, like that was you know that was that like was the, the one that got put entry him on the point. Map. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, so if you want to catch our show notes for this week, head on over to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 327. You can find Brad online in a bunch of places. Go to penaddict.com. You can go to knock.co, twitch.tv slash penaddict. He's penaddict on Instagram, dowdyism on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I am imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Thank you so much to our friends over at Blue Apron and Pen Chalet for their support of this episode. Uh, we'll be back next time, won't we, Brad? We will. So if you're going to be at the Dallas Penn Show, make sure you go and say hi to Brad, and I guess uh, next time we're going to learn all about it. We are. We are. I'm so excited. Good. Let's go. And Let's we go. are about to approach October, which means it's nearly time for us to be together again. So got a lot of exciting things coming your way. Yeah, we'll have Anna on the show to pregame our trip to uh, New York City and Toronto. So I can't wait for that. It's going to be very soon in the next couple of weeks. All right, couple thanks so much for listening. We'll be back soon. Very soon. Say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>